Hey, this is Josh Davis. I'm the pastor at Grace Point Fellowship, and this is our podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so we can get you these messages every single week. We're thrilled to be able to share this weekend's message with you. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. I don't think that I'm alone in saying that humility and self-sacrifice can be challenging. Humility and self-sacrifice, they're difficult. They're hard. I mean, think about it. Many of us, we take pride in our accomplishments in life from things like our careers, our personal lives, and for some, it's, it's our faith. It can be challenging for us to set aside the recognition, to set aside the acclaim that comes from success. Our natural tendency, right? Our natural tendency is to be self-centered. That's just naturally innate, wired within us. It can be challenging for us to shift our focus from ourselves to the needs and the concerns of others. We often struggle in life with this desire to control uh, our lives, the desire to control our circumstances. Humility, it requires relinquishing control. It requires letting go of control and trusting in God, trusting his plans, trusting his ways, even when they don't align with our own. As we prepare to celebrate Christmas tomorrow, are there any kids in here that are excited about Christmas tomorrow? Just a few hands. Any adults excited for Christmas tomorrow? There were more adult hands than kids. Are you guys excited? Let's see the hands of kids. Oh, there's more. Okay, there we go. As we, as we prepare to celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus tomorrow, the reason we celebrate Christmas, right? I can't help but think of how Jesus, how he must have felt. Jesus existed from the beginning of time with God the Father. And he gave it all up. He gave it all up so that he could go to the cross and die on our behalf. And I was sitting in my office this week and I was just, I was thinking about this. And I was just struck with the awe and the wonder of that choice that Jesus made. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning on this thought of the wonder of a baby. The wonder of a baby. Why would Jesus come as a baby? Now, maybe you're new this morning, and, and so I just want to say a big welcome. We're glad that you're here this morning. I understand that there are some of you that are here this morning. You might not have any religious affiliation. Maybe you're here this morning, and your beliefs might be different. I want you to know that you're welcome here. You're welcome here this morning. Um, what I'm sharing this morning is, is an encouragement, hopefully, for those who claim to, have, that claim to follow Jesus with their lives. And my hope is that through trying to clearly articulate this truth, this, this belief that we have, is that it's going to minister to those who are Jesus followers. And who knows, maybe it might interest some others as well. But kids, can I just ask you a question? Have you ever thought about how crazy it is that Jesus became a baby? Would you ever want to become a baby again? Like a baby can't do a whole lot by themselves, right? Now as you grow up, you get to do more by yourself. Now some of you adults are like, I'd love to be a baby. Served, everybody feeds me, takes care of me, changes me. That's the life. 
Kids are like, I like my freedom, right? Adults, have you ever thought about and, and marveled at just that decision, that choice that Jesus made to, to lay it all aside, that he surrendered willingly his divine privileges to come into this world? It's a wonder that, that transcends understanding. It doesn't make sense why he would lay it all aside. Think about this. The creator of the cosmos, the, the one who spoke the galaxies into existence, made a deliberate choice to enter into our world, not in grandeur, not in splendor, not with angel armies marching in front of him. No, he did it in quiet humility. And he did it in the humility of infancy. He did it as a baby. Picture that, that awe-inspiring scene, right? Where Jesus, the very embodiment of God, takes on the vulnerability of a newborn baby. This decision, this profound decision, it, it allows us to witness the God who, who created the universe now wrapped and cradled in the arms of Mary and Joseph. And the God who deserved all honor and all glory instead chose to come as a baby in a modest town. Imagine the divine fingers that formed the mountains. They're experiencing human touch. And who knows, maybe he was even sucking his thumb. When God, when Jesus held the cosmos in his hand, he chose to be held by human hands. It's this awe-inspiring moment, this, this wonder that, that comes, that transpires as God goes into this world, as the Son of God, Jesus comes to save us it reminds us of the boundless love that's encapsulated in this birth story in the story of a baby being born on our behalf jesus came into the world to reveal his love to you and to me he went from divine glory to human story he laid it all aside on purpose jesus did what many of us struggle to do he humbled himself. He submit himself to obedience of God the Father. The Apostle Paul, he wrote a letter to the church in Philippi. It's a, a New Testament letter called the Book of Philippians. And, and in the Book of Philippians, Paul, he encourages people to embrace humility and to consider others above themselves, just like Jesus did. He writes in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. That's where the wonder unfolds. That's where this 
awe-inspiring moment begins to, to take place. The God who spoke creation into being now chose the limitations of the human form. It was a deliberate choice by Jesus to empty himself of the splendor of his divine majesty. And this wonder, we begin to visualize the creator who took the form as a servant. God who deserved to be served gave it all up and took on the role of a servant. In verse 7 of Philippians chapter 2, it says, When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. This is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of Christ's humility. Not only did he become human, but he embraced the fullness of our human experience. The climax of this journey is the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus gave by surrendering his life through death on a cross. The divine humility expressed in Jesus' willingness to endure the most profound human suffering for our sake is beyond our own comprehension. Picture the creator of the universe laying humbly in a manger. A feeding trough for animals. And as he's laying there, he's experiencing the fragility the fragile state of being a baby. And that wonder deepens as we grasp that he who deserves all glory chose to be born into obscurity. The cosmic God who could have entered the world in any amount of splendor, he decided to be cradled in human arms. Why? Why would he give up his divine privileges? Why would he come as a, as a vulnerable baby? Jesus came to live as an example of godliness. But more importantly, Jesus came to go to the cross and give his life as a ransom for many. You see, here's the thing. We're all in a mess with God. We're all tangled up by the consequences of our own choices. Sin messes up our lives. That's the reality of the world, the life that we're all living. But here's the amazing thing. Here's the, the wonder-filled, awe-inspiring part, is that even in the midst of your messy situation, Jesus came for you. In the midst of whatever it is that you're dealing with, in the midst of your challenge, your struggle, whatever mess your life might be in right now, Jesus came for you in your mess. I love how Eugene Peterson put it. He simplifies that thought so well. He's a scholar and an author, and he says this. He says, when we mess up our lives with sin, God doesn't abandon us. Instead, he enters into our trouble and saves us. I love that. That God doesn't abandon us in our mess. He doesn't leave us out to dry. He comes to save us. That's the heart of Christmas. That's the heart of the wonder of Christmas. From the humble birth in Bethlehem to the profound sacrifice on a cross where Jesus went at Calvary. Jesus loved us enough to come close, right in the middle of our mess. 
The wonder of Christmas is realizing that Jesus isn't afraid of messy spirituality. Because let's be honest, many of us, many of us are living messy spiritual lives. The relief comes when we understand that Jesus isn't repelled by our mess, no matter how inadequate we might feel this Christmas. No amount of mess can deter Jesus from loving us completely. He stepped into our messy situation because he knew that's right where we live, in the middle of the mess. Regardless of what your situation is today, regardless of the mess that you might find yourself in today, I want you to know this, that Jesus loves you and his love pursues you and it's bigger than any mess that you might find yourself in. Any struggle you're dealing with today, Jesus' love is bigger than it. And that's the wonder of Christmas. You see, it's not about having it all together. That's what we try to do, though, right? We try to put a, a picture-perfect version of ourselves out for everybody, but inside we're breaking. It's not about having it all together. It's about letting God into the real, into the messy, into the beauty of our lives. So my question today for many of you is have you ever asked Jesus to come into your life and save you from the mess? Save you from the challenge that you're dealing with? See, it's not just a religious ritual. It's a heart-to-heart -heart conversation. And it's a conversation that can transform everything in your life. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, I love how it puts it. It captures this essence beautifully. It says, it was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. Let me read that again. It was a perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. That perfect sacrifice was Jesus. Jesus lived in this world. He didn't commit a single sin. That's why he was perfect. And so when he gave his life for us, he gave us an opportunity to take our imperfect lives and find perfection through him. Because as Romans chapter 3 reminds us, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. We've all been there. We've all fallen short. We've all made mistakes. But there's good news. Later in Romans chapter 6, it says this, verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's a free gift that's available to you, that's available to me, if we would just surrender control of our mess. Because the reality is, if we think about it, the more we try to control the mess, the bigger the mess becomes. The tighter we, we hold on to it, the messier things get. And if you'll recognize the mess that, that sin has caused in your life, if you desire the gift of eternal life, of freedom from that mess, freedom from the bondage that's offered through a personal relationship with Jesus, I would invite you to take these three simple steps. The first step is this, is to admit. It's just to admit. Acknowledge that you've fallen short of that perfect standard that God has. We've all fallen short of it. 
And if we admit that, we admit that the sin in our lives creates a mess, then we can do this, then we can believe. We can trust in Jesus as the perfect sacrifice, the Savior who came to bring perfection to our imperfection. And after we admit, and then we believe, then we confess. ABC, admit, believe, we confess. We call on the name of Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior, inviting him into our life. And in just a moment, you'll have that opportunity. Life is messy. Sin is messy. Sin is burdensome. It's difficult. It's trying. It's challenging. And yet there is a way out of the mess. It's giving up control. It doesn't make sense. It's counterintuitive to us. But yet if we give up control and we say, Jesus, I surrender to you, that mess begins to transform. Jesus begins to transform, begins to change our situations. It's not about having everything figured out. Because you'll never get there. It's about taking a simple step of faith towards the one, Jesus, who offers grace, who offers redemption, who offers a fresh start. It's about taking a step towards him. Would you pray with me this morning? Jesus, we come before you today and we say thank you. Thank you that you laid aside your divine privileges. You came into this world as a baby. You didn't come with all the armies of heaven singing your praises. You came in a place where not many knew. And you came on a mission. You came, Jesus, into this world on purpose to save us from the mess of our lives to bring perfection to our imperfection. You were the perfect sacrifice when you went to the cross on Calvary, when you laid aside your life on our behalf. God, we understand that sin, the wages of it, the cost of sin means death. Our sin means we're supposed to die. And yet, Jesus, you died on our behalf. So, Father, this morning, for those that may not realize the depth of the love that you have for them, for those that may have wandered away, those that, that, may have, that may not be living for you wholly. God, I ask this morning that you would stir in their hearts to surrender control to you. If you're here this morning as we keep praying and you've never surrendered control of your life to Jesus, or maybe today's the day you're, you're ready to get back into full surrender of Jesus. I'm going to ask you in a moment with heads bowed and eyes closed to, to lift your hand on the count of three. And what we'll do is we'll pray a prayer together. Everybody in the room will repeat it line by line. We don't want to single you out. We don't want to embarrass you. But if that's you today, ready to receive that free gift of eternal life, that free gift of hope, that free gift of love that takes our mess and creates a message out of it. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you this morning, ready to receive Jesus, the love that he has for you. Would you just lift your hand on the count of three? You ready? One, two, three. 
Okay, there's hands going up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you all over. Thank you. Thank you. Would you all pray this prayer with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I've made a lot of mistakes. And you came to this world for me. Today, Jesus, I receive your love. I receive eternal life. I surrender to you. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross and paying the penalty for my sin. I receive new life today. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we join in with the party in heaven this morning? Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also help us reach others with a life-changing message to Jesus by partnering with us today at mygracepoint.church/give. And thanks again for joining us on the My Grace Point podcast.